Uh, I just have one. He's uh, a Roddy mix. Oh, okay. Okay, we're ready to go. This is Wilderness and Wildlife, presented by the Gallatin Wildlife Association in Bozeman, Montana. This is a half-hour program featuring commentaries and interviews with wildlife and wilderness advocates relating to the unique natural environment that we enjoy in the wildlands of the West and across America. I'm your host, Jay Shell. Our guest today is Casey York, founder and president of Trap Free Montana in the Bitterroot Valley of Montana. KC has been involved with animals, both domestic and wild, since her early childhood, rescuing, rehoming, relocating, advocating, and promoting an understanding and appreciation for them. KC incorporates her formal education in wildlife biology, psychology, her work experience as a veterinary technician, and leading other nonprofits into her passion her, father, her stepfather was a rancher, a hunter, and during the Depression, even a trapper. Her mother was a New York model and a devoted animal lover, gifted with the ability of saving animals near the brink of death. She describes her parents as the Green Acres couple who passed their knowledge about animals on to her and provided her with different perspectives. All agreed that trapping is cruel and unnecessary. So welcome, KC. It's great to be talking with you, and I'll be interested in what you're uh, going to tell us. So uh, let's get started by saying how, how Trap Free Montana got started. Well, thank you, Jay. Um, originally, we formed actually as a ballot initiative committee at the end of 2013. Um, uh-huh. It was Trap Free Montana Public Lands, and um, afterwards when we were reviewing our goals and our objectives after the initiative was done, deciding what to do, if we wanted to be a C3 or a C4, our attorney said, why not do both? So uh-huh. Trap Free Montana became the charitable tax-deductible nonprofit um, registered in 2016, and Trap Free Montana Public Lands is a C4, which enables us to do more legislative work. Uh-huh. Okay, and uh, I think on the website I also saw that uh, you have some relationship to the Bear Smart Society. Hmm. It, if we do, I I don't know that we have a relationship other than we promote, um, you know, public awareness about uh-huh. different wildlife and how how to um, respectfully coexist with them, incorporating right. non-lethal methods. I see. Are they in Montana as well? I believe so. Okay. So uh, what's the motivation behind these movements? Uh, Is this a humane movement or is it a a, a movement out of practicality? What's what's the motivation? Um, I I think the, the driving force is just how cruel and indiscriminate and unnecessary trapping is. Uh huh. Um, the experts tell us, too, that we're in a sixth mass extinction, and this time because of people. Wildlife are in trouble. They're really in trouble from all kinds of angles, and trapping is one form of mortality we can most easily stop, and we really need to. Mm-hmm. Is there some relationship to the Humane Society? Because uh, they also are... 
I, I think, uh, uh, on the side of animals. Um, we don't have a relationship with them, but, uh-huh. you know, we share the, the common goal as far as opposing trapping, that's for, sh- for sure, like we do with many groups. Okay. So from where does your support come? Uh, and are there other, other similar organizations you know of in other states? Well, um, our, we're a small, all-volunteer, um, boots-on-the-ground nonprofit. And our uh-huh. supporters range from, we have ranchers, hunters, vegans, former trappers, um, uh-huh. anglers, hikers, dog owners, wildlife watchers, and other, you know, outdoor enthusiasts. Uh-huh. The, the common denominator is we all oppose trapping. And then we just kind of, it streamlines our organization. Um, as far as other states, yeah, there's a number of um, organizations around the country that oppose trapping. That's kind of one way that we became trap-free Montana. We were hoping to see a trap-free um, in every state uh-huh. uh, because we have, you know, Montana is one of the worst, but trapping is still legal in every state in the U.S. Are you a membership organization? Do you have dues or how do you... we we don't our our supporters um we probably should, but our supporters are just so generous and behind us uh-huh. and as I said, as all volunteer um we operate on a shoestring budget, and um people just are very good at you know wonderful about coming forward and whether they donate $5 a month or $250 a month, um, it all goes basically to the cause. So uh, what are the different kinds of trapping that you work on uh, uh, and oppose? Uh, what, what are the methods that people use in trapping? Um, well, other than, say, cage traps, which are live traps, mm-hmm. and the only um, the, the traps that we really see in Montana are referred to as the body grip traps, like uh-huh. leg hold traps. Some will call them footholds. We call them leg holds because they, they do more than, you know, clothes on a foot. Mm-hmm. Um, snares and the conibear traps. Um, the leg holds can be, they can be very small, like just a couple inches in their jaw spread to the, the monstrous traps that they set for wolves and they can be like a jaw spread of nine inches. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the conibear traps, they were designed by a French trapper in response to the cruelty and suffering other, other traps cause. So the intention is to crush the animal as they enter the trap and result in a quicker death. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the snares are made from cables, um, like aircraft cables, they cost only a couple of dollars. Mm. They're very lightweight, and mm. so they're a trapper's favorite because they can, you know, haul them in in a bucket, right? Um, and they basically strangle the animal to death mm-hmm. um, as the animal struggles to free the, the wire tightens on them. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, do you also uh, oppose deading and the use of uh, poisons uh, for going after predators? Yeah, I don't. I think in Montana, um, 
denning still occurs through wildlife services mm -hmm. for coyotes. Um, and okay. we are focused, although we don't, I personally would not support something like that. I think that's, that's cruel and for someone to go mm -hmm. in there and be killing puppies um, like that. But our focus is on trapping. However, um, the trappers said if we ever achieve trap-free public lands, they'll just use more poison. Mm. And Montana is one of the only states where individuals can use poison. I mean, it's pretty rigid training they have to go through, but um, they can still do it. And so we, we haven't forgotten that. We won't forget that because like trapping, poison is indiscriminate and it is cruel. Right. Um, so they, they do really go, um, you know, side by side. Right. So, uh, do trapper, do trappers trap, uh, in order to secure fur or because they want to rid, uh, animals off their properties or, uh, what's the motive? What's, what's the trapper's motivation? Well, trappers say the number one reason they do it is, is for fun that they, they enjoy doing it. Um, the prices of furs continue to decline, and so the, the profit isn't, isn't as much a driving factor, although FWP mm. has said in the past that um, trapping is market-driven, and what, what they would do is when the market would go down, then the interest would go down in trapping certain species. So FWP would respond by increasing the quota to try mm -hmm. to entice more trappers. Um, there's a lot of fallacies surrounding the justification to trap, mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of evidence contradicting their claims of why of why they do it or why they need to do it. So how uh, uh, how does it relate to the to, to, are predators the the uh, the principal uh, target of trappers, uh, or are there other animals that also are the target? Um, you know, I just have to think about that a, a bit. I mean, when you look at, like, say, all the fur bearers, the species that are classified as fur bearers, mm -hmm. um, some of them may be more omnivores. I mean, I mean, what they're after is the fur. They still are after that prime fur. They want to recoup some of their costs, and um, they, you know, for a $28 license purchase, setting traps out there, they can still, I mean, we're not seeing the days of bobcats where they were $1,000, but they might still be running around $250, mm -hmm. and they're, they're pretty excited about that. Um, so... I, I think they're also after sometimes the most rare species. They say trapping fisher, who are very rare, um, is like trapping the Holy Grail. Um, we we are trying to get them to stop trapping swift fox because they're in trouble. And they're very rare. They only weigh five pounds. Are, are any of those animals on the endangered species list? Um, close, but not yet. There's been attempts to list the fisher. Um, the swift fox, 
we believe could easily be a be a candidate. Um, they're not doing well, and they're facing all kinds of challenges. Um, they were wiped out before, reintroduced into Canada, and made their way into Montana. Um, just a small number were reintroduced into Montana, but they're not reproducing. They're not. Um, they're they're just not doing well, and yet trappers refuse to stop trapping them. Um, and when we asked if, so they're only worth like a dollar a pound, right? They they weigh five pounds, and they worth they're worth their pelt is worth only like five dollars. And we were told they want to trap them for the notoriety, so they can they can say they got a they got a swift fox. I've asked. Well, then why not help? Why not use your hopeful expertise or your excitement of doing this to actually help the animal and live trap or you know tag them? Um, but there's no there's no interest generated so far in that. I think the governor of Montana is also in favor of trapping and maybe even does it himself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's he um, donated $10,000 to the Montana Trappers Association. Some claim he did that more than once. Um, he's a lifelong member of the Montana Trappers Association. And in the midst of all these trapping bills we had in the 2021 legislature, he illegally trapped a collared Yellowstone wolf right. and and shot it. And, um, you know, he just he just got a warning because he hadn't taken the trapper education class for wolf that's mandated for wolf trapping, mm-hmm. which has been for many, many years. Um, so there's no reason he didn't know about that. And he was even allowed to keep the wolf, Max. That's the wolf's name. The wolf's name was Max to the, to the people in Yellowstone. Um, yeah. Wow. So, uh, is trapping allowed on, on public land as well as private? Yes. Yeah. Only one third of Montana is public land. Trapping's legal in our state year round. Um, Trap lines can run for miles. There's no limits to the number they set. There's no signage required. Um, they put out so many snares, they only cost a couple of dollars. They can put out so many that, that they wind up forgetting about them mm-hmm. until somebody comes along and finds, a, you know, a fox that's been snared or coyote or, or their dog gets caught in one. Is there any way the trappers can discriminate between species? For for example, if the swift fox were put on the endangered species list, is there any way that you can set out traps and uh, that would avoid uh, trapping swift fox? There are certain things that can be done. That's a good example. Um, what they were saying in when we kept pushing, Trap is the only organization that's been really pushing to protect the swift fox. And um, they said, well, they're getting trapped anyhow in traps set for coyotes. So we might as well let the trappers keep them, you know, have a season. Well, they found if they um, adjust those traps, a high success rate of avoiding trapping um, swift fox and yet still, still successful at trapping coyotes. 
As far as trapping in general being more selective, um, lifelong trappers tell it takes a great deal to design, a, 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 say, a particular lure or bait that's only going to attract a certain species. And even then, even the experts do wind up, you know, encountering others. That's why they monitor their trapping all the time um, because of the indiscriminate nature of traps. The same bait, you know, attracts a variety of species. Mm-hmm. So tra- you have to have a license to trap. Is trapping regulated in, in any other way? Well, actually, you don't have to have a, a trapping license to trap in the state of Montana. You have to have a trapping license to trap fur bearers, species classified as fur bearers. So right now, that's eight species that they legally can trap and to trap wolves. But like to trap species classified as predatory, such as coyotes, um, fox, um, no, I'm sorry, not fox, um, coyotes, weasels, there's three kinds of weasels, and two different species of skunks, you don't need a license. You can trap year-round, unlimited, unreported. They fall what's under the under the bollowick of um, Department of Livestock. So we, we have no idea what's going on, how many are trapped, what else is trapped. It's, it's just a free-for-all. Um, and then you have the non-game species. So all the animals that don't fall under the classification of fur bears or predatory or, say, game species or endangered um, migratory birds, all the rest fall under non-game. Mm-hmm. And that's totally unregulated as well. No license is necessary. Um, we have no idea. They don't monitor populations. They don't monitor how many are being killed or trapped, how they're doing. Um, there's there's so many loopholes. It's, it's a fallacy that they like to promote and say trapping is highly regulated. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Mm. So um, are there, does the Montana State Constitution uh, have any guarantees in regard to trapping, or is it neutral? Or uh, I read somewhere that there's something uh, in the Constitution. Um, yeah, that's true. Back oh, probably about 18, 19 years ago, 